Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 59 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk the big games out last week. These included Overcooked 2, Suns Out, Buns Out, Alphadia Genesis, The Otterman Empire, NBA 2K21, Minecraft Dungeons, Jungle Awakens, The Catch, Carp and Course, and Hunting Simulator 2. The games out this week include Outward, The Sorrow Beans, NASCAR Heat 5, Super Liminal, CrossCode, Sword Art Online, Elysiation, Lycoris, F1 2020, The Great Perhaps, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2, and Sisters Royale, Five Sisters Under Fire. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have eight to cover this week. Number one, Xbox Series X's July first party games showcase may have a date. Alessandro Barbosa at GameSpot writes, Despite launching Xbox 2020 as a monthly event leading up to the launch of the Xbox Series X, Microsoft chose not to host a stream in June, instead it redirected efforts towards its July showing, where we know it'll focus on revealing first party Xbox Series X games. Microsoft has avoided sharing any kind of date for the event so far, but it's been reported that it will take place on July 23rd. VentureBeat reporter Jeff Grubb first mentioned the date before Video Game Chronicle corroborated his report with its own sources. The event, while still subject to having its date changed, will showcase first looks at numerous first-party titles in development for the Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite, leading the charge. Games from Forza Horizon developer Playground Game and New Studio The Initiative are also expected to be shown. What isn't known exactly is what many of Microsoft's first-party studios have been working on, with the exclusion of Halo developer 343 Industries. It's been rumored that Playground Games is handling a revival of Fable, a series formerly spearheaded by the now-defunct Lionhead Studios, the Initiative, which has yet to debut a game, impressed Phil Spencer earlier this year, with the Xbox boss saying that the studio is challenging itself to do, quote, new things and old things, end quote. Rumors have suggested that the Initiative could be working on a new Perfect Dark entry, although Xbox's Aaron Greenberg recently downplayed the existence of a Twitter account presumed to be associated with the game. Now we just need the formal confirmation of this date or wherever the date will be in July. I cannot wait to see what Xbox has to show. Given the crazy world we currently live in, it'll be that day before we know it. Number 2. Xbox Series X will reportedly be revealed in August. Joe Scrapples at IGN writes, A new report claims the much-rumored Xbox Series S, or Xbox Lockhart, will be revealed in August after it was originally scheduled for an E3 announcement. According to Eurogamer sources, Microsoft had originally pegged June as its announcement month for the alleged lower-priced, lower-powered version of the Xbox Series X, using an E3 showcase as a space to explain the console while showing it playing the next-gen games as the more powerful console. The site now reports that Series S will get its own reveal, presumably in an inside Xbox-like showcase, in August. This supports a previous VentureBeat report. Some reports have suggested that the Series S reveal was originally planned to remain in June, to fit in as part of the monthly updates branded by Microsoft as Xbox 2020, before being pushed back. However, Eurogamer says that sources indicate that the month's series of technical updates on elements like smart delivery was always the plan for June. Xbox Series S increasingly looks to be a reality, with the original rumors now supported by the discovery of the Windows OS code that references its Lockhart code name. It would be great on the show if we can report on actual confirmed news from Xbox and Microsoft, as it seems every week we have new rumors suggesting Xbox Series S. At this point, it will be amazing if this thing isn't a reality. Number 3. Xbox Summerfest will debut over 60 demos you can try at home. 
and Walker at Kotaku writes, With the in-person gaming events out of the question this year, Xbox is turning to a digital alternative to show off some upcoming Xbox One games. Starting on July 21st, the Summer Games Fest demo event will allow players to check out early builds for a ton of games from their couches rather than a crowded convention center. According to Xbox's announcement, this online showcase will include 75 to 100 game previews, with at least 60 of those being brand new. Unlike the official demos that normally appear on Xbox Live, however, these are very much work in progress. Think of them like the show floor demos one might see at an E3, PAX, or Gamescom. The events lineup will include time-bending role-playing games Cursed Tales, the upcoming remaster of Xbox classic Destroy All Humans, creepy sci-fi souls like Hellpoint, minimized skateboarding sim Skatebird, and biographical adventure Welcome to Elk. While it's possible these demos might appear on Xbox Live later on, many of the games featured in the Summer Games Fest demo event are expected to disappear after July 27th. What an awesome idea that everyone in the world can try a bunch of demos that would normally appear at these conventions that a lot of people often cannot attend. Can't wait to try these out for myself. Number 4. Multiple publishers are apparently considering raising game prices on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Following the news that NBA 2K21 will cost $10 more on PS4 and Xbox Series X, the research firm IDG Consulting has said that other game publishers are also considering price increases for their games. Speaking with GameIndustry.biz, IDG President and CEO Yoshio Osaki explained how game pricing has remained flat since 2005, whereas TV and movie pricing has increased significantly. Quote, the last time the next-gen launch software pricing went up was in 2005 and 2006, when it went from $49.99 to $59.99 at the start of the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation, end quote, Osaki said. Quote, during that time, the costs and prices in other inflated verticals have gone up, end quote. These other affiliated verticals include next-gen console game production costs, which have seen increases of 200 to 300%, depending on the IP, studio, and genre, without an increase to the price of the games. For comparison's sake, cinema ticket prices have risen 39%, Netflix subscription costs have gone up 100%, and cable TV packages have risen by 105%. He concludes by stating that not every game should garner the $69.99 price point of next-gen, but flagship AAAs such as NBA 2K merit the pricing more than others. Albeit disappointing news that we have to pay more money for games, it is a reality of the world. This is just something we have to face given the increase in production costs, I have no problem paying more for games as long as the games are good, and I'm glad to support developers for their actions, and this just makes the Xbox Game Pass deal that much sweeter. Number 5. Microsoft Renews Fable Trademark Says It Has Intent to Use Alistar Jones at Kotaku writes, Microsoft has filed to renew the Fable Trademark and says it plans to make use of it in the future. The trademark application via IGN filed on June 26th is the latest snippet of evidence suggesting that the series could be set to return. The application is pretty bare bones, not really much beyond the name, a few dates, and the fact that this is probably a video game. There is one particularly interesting tidbit, however, a couple of checkboxes that examine the company's use of their trademark. In one box, Microsoft admits that the Fable trademark doesn't have a current use, but under the next box, Intent to Use, Microsoft has said yes. That could be a standard practice as Microsoft does what it needs to in order to shore up its IP, a tactic it says it employed recently when securing a couple of Twitter handles, including one related to Fable. That said, we've heard more from that particular franchise in the past week or so than any in the previous several years, and with the next console generation on the horizon, this seems like it'd be helpful to series to be able to further establish the Series X's launch lineup. All but confirm that we will see a Fable reboot, or Fable 4, at the July event. I can't wait to see what this game looks like, as I do think this will be a strong first-party exclusive that differences itself from the likes of Forza, Gears, and Halo. 
I only played a little bit of 3 back in the day, but I've been meaning to go back. Maybe after I see how this game looks in July, I'll replay all the games. Hyperscape, a new first-person shooter battle royale announced by Ubisoft. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Ubisoft has fully revealed Hyperscape, the first-person shooter battle royale game that has been teased and partially leaked over the last few days. Hyperscape is a free-to-play first-person battle royale coming to PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Ubisoft has targeted a summer 2020 release, starting with a short closed technical test on PC that will run from July 2nd to the 7th, with more phases to follow in the build-up to the full release. Set in a VR world called the Hyperscape, the game focuses on a sport called Crown Rush, in which 100 players split into squads of three to compete for victory. Wins can be claimed in the usual last team standing manner or by claiming a crown objective in the final phase of the match and holding onto it for 45 seconds. Unlike most Battle Royales, Hyperscape's standout feature is that it takes place on an entirely urban map. This city, clearly influenced by Paris, is also littered with jump pads to allow for fast-paced vertical movement. The game is also connected to Twitch to allow spectators a level of influence over games and earn rewards just by watching. During the technical test, viewers will be able to vote on in-game events, such as giving all players unlimited ammo. In the full game, viewers will be able to unlock Battle Pass progression by watching people stream Hyperscape and even join the squad of their favorite streamers. I gotta say, all the ideas and the videos coming out from this game had me really intrigued as it seems to be a very different battle royale than the likes we currently have. Can't wait to try it out for myself. Number 7. Fans are upset with Crisis Remastered's graphics, so Crytek is delaying the game. Sailor Lyles at The Verge writes, When Crytek announced that a remaster for the original Crisis would launch this year, fans were excited to see how much the game's legendary graphics would improve. But a leaked trailer has left so many fans disappointed with the graphical changes that Crytek has now pushed the game's release by several weeks. A trailer showing some gameplay and a July 23rd release date was leaked on YouTube, and the visuals left a bad taste in some fans' mouths. Several commented how the game's graphics remained significantly underchanged from the 2007 original. One fan even said the remaster looks like the original Crisis, but with the lowest settings. Crisis, a sci-fi first-person shooter, was originally released on PC, PS3, and Xbox 360, and was praised for its graphical design, and remained a benchmark for people looking to test the power of their gaming PC builds. As graphical fidelity warranted a meme that's still going on 10 years later, so when Crytek agreed to remaster the game with high-quality textures and improved art assets, and yet would also inexplicably pass the Can It Run Crisis test on a Nintendo Switch, we definitely perked up our ears. Crytek acknowledged the leaks and the disappointed fans by promising to work on the game a bit more. Quote, this extra time until release will allow us to get Crisis Remastered up to the PC and console breaking standard you've come to expect from Crisis games, end quote, Crytek said in a statement. Good on Crytek for doing this as it is really shocking when you see the trailer and when you see screenshots compared to the game originally in 2007 and today, and it's unreal how they made the game look so good way back when. Number 8. Harry Potter RPG reportedly due in late 2021. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's rumored Harry Potter RPG is reportedly set to be released in late 2021 on PS5 and Xbox Series X, according to a report by Bloomberg. Although the developers are said to be rattled by such issues as the COVID-19 pandemic, J.K. Rowling's recent controversial comments, and the possible sale of the Warner Brothers video game publishing business. This Harry Potter RPG has been long rumored but never officially announced. While there was a supposed game leak in 2018, Warner Brothers has yet to confirm the much-anticipated title to the world at large. The project is said to let players become wizards in an open world that takes place at Hogwarts at its nearby locations. Two anonymous sources close to the project have revealed to Bloomberg that the project is very real and that it is in development by Disney Infinity Studio Avalanche Software and Salt Lake City, Utah. The sources have confirmed the leak from 2018 was authentic, but many of the rumors that have come after are false. 
As a big Harry Potter fan and RPG fan alike, I cannot wait to see what this game looks like, and it looks like we should see some news on this after the Warner Brothers event later this summer. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and given that Fallout was just announced to have a TV show produced by Amazon Studios, this one is about Fallout 3. Credit to Andrew Reiner at Game Informer for the fact. The Lunch Bell Nuke The satisfying ding that rings out when a fat man nuke is launched in Fallout 3 is the lunch bell from Bethesda Softworks Cafeteria. The fat man itself was bundled after an actual nuke launcher called the M388 Davy Crockett Tactical Nuclear Recoilless Rifle, which was developed in the 1950s. I was a huge fan of Fallout 3, and it was probably the first game that really got me into RPGs. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, YouTube, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've played nothing but more Call of Duty Warzone, my current gaming addiction. My name is Brian Arosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa 93 I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.